0: I'm Ya, and this is a crop Podcast. Hey, how are you?
1: I'm good. So are you going to introduce me, or do I have to introduce myself? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will
0: um, begin to introduce you. Okay. So today I have on Kancheli. Kancheli is um, a dear friend of mine, and someone that I love a lot. But aside from that, she is also a badass lawyer, entrepreneur, and Leo. And Kanch actually just graduated with her LLM. Wow, oh, my results, yes. I
1: don't know if I'm, <laughs> no, I'm graduated, Well, sh- amen. <laughs> We're sticking it into
0: existence. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and is um, on her way to Cambridge in um, October and, um, yeah, it's just, woo, so much to learn about Kanch. She also runs a business called By Black London. It's a Black middle directory and they also put on marketplaces. Um, something you should check out if you are in London. She also has an NGO called Consonata that is concerned with children. Um, children.
1: Just yes, <laughs> at the correctional facility. Young people.
0: And um, she is also starting a new adventure with her mom called Antre Woman Ghana, which maybe you want to talk a bit about.
1: Yeah, that's basically just promoting Ghanaian businesses. And I'm helping her do an event in December. Um, It's free accommodation and it's just different Ghanaian female entrepreneurs coming together and just doing like four day training on just different aspects of running a business.
0: Yes, I'm excited. I'm excited for you. you. All right, so to begin with, we're going to play a little word association game. Um, I myself am not usually super great at these. I don't really like games. I don't have any on my phone because um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm not very competitive in games. That's what they they yeah. thrive off of. But I'm like, when I don't make it to level two, I'm like, cool. <laughs> and yeah. then just don't try again. Same. So anyway, let's try this out. Okay. I'm going to start with a word and then you say a word that it makes you think of and okay. then we're going to try and go back and forth until somebody stalls and hopefully that's not in like three or four words.
1: Okay. You start. Rose. rose. What? Rose is in... Girl, as yeah. columns, rose? <laughs> Asking clarifying Wait, questions. do you mean rose as in flower or rose as in columns <laughs> <Exactly>. and <laughs> rose? Oh, okay, it doesn't matter. Okay, flower. Bump. <laughs> um i'm not good at this game let's okay now that was practice let's start from the beginning okay um <laughs> what's even the second word that you just said even
0: bomb bomb yeah flower bomb oh, can i guess your favorite
1: that makes sense records? oh wow okay let's start again sky blue rain. cloud rain bow pink Cat Dog Bark Snake Nasty Beautiful <laughs> Venomous Huh Venomous Um Bite
0: Ooh Nightmare Dream Mugwort. Weed <laughs> Police Um tff, I was gonna say pigs <laughs> blanket
1: um, cushion wine alcohol fire orange
0: <laughs> okay so I think
1: that, that means
0: you yeah that's a wrap it means you won the game I was overthinking it the last one when you said orange the color just came into my mind and I was like
1: it's hard not to overthink. Them. Really
0: thinking about the color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Great game. So, Kanch. Um, yeah. yeah, someone I've known since I was like 13. Yeah. And something I've always admired about you is how you've always been like very, you've always known what you liked and what you didn't. And I feel like it took me so long to learn that, and like to be honest about that with myself, because obviously you can always feel it. But be honest about that and just be like, okay, I'm, I'm not into this. But you were very, always very vocal about things and people that you thought were phony, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and regardless of what everybody else would think, and you were yeah. always right as well. They were phony, and they were exposed mm-hmm. as fraudsters mm-hmm. one way or another.
1: Let's <laughs> <laughs> not name names.
0: <laughs> um. But And you were also very um, loving to the people that you did like and the people that um, you did, yeah, like, let into your inner circle. And I always admired that about you. And, um, yeah. Thank you. I've noticed that's also something that, like, your mom has, which makes, you know, a lot of sense because people do learn... Things from yeah. how they grew up, and I was wondering if you could speak more about that. If you recognize that spirit in yourself, and yeah. where, how you cultivated that.
1: Yeah, I think I don't know. I feel like sometimes also with being being very. When I do like a person then it is a very intense kind of love for them. Mm. But then I also realize that sometimes I can cut people off very easily, which I'm trying to work on and also try to also treat people who not I don't like so much, but who I'm not so close to with kindness and mm. some kind of generosity and some kind of courtesy. Because it is sometimes a very stark difference between how I treat people who I love and how I treat people who I just don't know. You know, so I'm just trying to be more open also to... Making new friends and inviting more people in. But yeah, my mum is very much the same way. Very, you know, loving to the people that she lets in and then kind of kind of a bit closed off if she doesn't really know you that well, doesn't really feel the need to. So I'm very much like my mother.
0: Do you remember your first experience or significant experience of someone or situation trying to make you smaller?
1: My first experience of that... Hmm. Someone trying to make me smaller. My first experience of that, actually, when I was born in Ghana and stayed here for like a year and a half or something like that, then I went back to London and I came back to have a holiday with my dad when I was about four years old. And I remember that I was visiting some of his... I don't know, maybe his family or his friends, and there were lots of a group of older girls, and this one light-skinned girl, she was way older than me, and she looks me. She's like, she's kind of ugly, you know. And at the time, I didn't know what that word meant, and so I went back to primary school, and I was in like we at that time we had just expanded our playground, and we had like these. I don't know how to say it, like, you know, the thing that used to go on, and it would shake like a bridge kind of thing. Um, the round thing. Yeah. No, it's like a bridge oh it's like I don't know how to say it it's like a bridge and you just canopy maybe something like that something like that (laughs) but like a small one yeah in between the playground yeah like on the playground kind of thing and I remember somebody was explaining I didn't know what ugly meant and somebody was explaining somebody had called somebody else that and I was like wait what does that mean and they had explained I was like oh my god that was the and that was the first time that I felt like bad and i felt conscious and i felt small because i didn't know what it meant at the time i didn't know why she said it obviously now that i'm 22 i can probably see why she said it but <laughs> at the time i was just kind of like her huh. so i'll never forget that, that i think that was the first instance of feeling small
0: well you know what happens to liars <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i don't know where little mary elizabeth is now but hmm.
1: no, i'll meet her again she it was in ghana that i met her hey
0: See, yes. um, yeah, I think I was reading this story this week um, by Leslie Arima, the, the one saying about when a man falls out of the sky, the mm-hmm. one, yeah, and one of the short stories is about this little girl who is really close to her dad, but her mom is getting her MBA um, in the USA, and it's about, like, how girls are taught, like, as they grow, you can witness someone with a really big personality become smaller or flatten. Mm-hmm. and so in it, over time, like, her family members are, um, well, specifically her mom, is critiquing her, and what it, like, oh, you know, be a lady and all of these things, mm-hmm. and at school as well, like, teachers are punishing her for basically... Having a voice. Yeah. Um, and that is something that I definitely did witness in high school. We went to high school together. And recently, you, unfortunately, were treated terribly at Pulse Fitness in East gone And um, after that, also started a conversation about high school. Yeah. And teachers in high school and caretakers who... Um, would play into that into flattening women who girls who dare to be themselves yeah and yeah how do you feel about that
1: yeah no that's definitely what they did in high school oh my god not even just our teachers our hostel tutors as well just kind of if they you were too loud or you dressed a certain way or you were cool or you were cool <laughs> or you just didn't really yeah or you could be academically smart but maybe you didn't just try and do things like you wanted to be a prefect and stuff or yeah
0: you just did not you just you, just didn't well, you were refusing to be like disciplined yes and, like, you <laughs> know, mentally you just Basically. did not care enough about these arbitrary mm-hmm. rules
1: yeah then they would have a problem with that so I feel like there's like a certain type of person that they've really picked on. Mm-hmm. And we d- had similar, I don't want to say we were all the same, but we had kind of similar characteristics. Mm-hmm. All creative. All creative. Like, yeah. Yes. All socially conscious, some mm-hmm. more than others. Um some maybe private in certain aspects of their life, but willing to speak up also.
0: Strong ideals.
1: Yes. And they would just hate it.
0: All things that really should be rewarded in like in education, Mm -hmm. um, but aren't if your education model is more about yeah disciplining people Mm -hmm. to be a certain way, which yeah
1: yeah even from just the way that they would talk about how we Mm dressed, how we would interact with the boys and. Even that whole, like, separating us from the boys and making a big deal if we didn't like that separation. Things like that, it's just... It was a mess. I remember vividly
0: in IG1, that is um, the equivalent of Form 4 or the ninth grade, um, I had worn a play suit, a Mm jumpsuit to that fun fair. yes i
1: remember
0: and was called onto stage with three other girls yeah who were supposedly were showing our bodies and then a teacher at the time very explicitly described our bodies even you know gestured where our breasts would be mm-hmm. and saying oh they were even showing their breasts up until this point and that's not how you should carry yourself and just I felt so dirty. In front of the whole school. school. And then us Mm -hmm. to further embarrass us and shame us into literally, like, disliking ourselves. Asked us to sweep the dining hall in front of the whole school. And I just think, like, I, I, I told my... Parents that story recently, and my mom was just like, "What the hell?" And I think then part of also being in a school where they which valued um, disciplining your mind over everything else, um, I had even normalized. I did not think that was something that I should like tell my mom yeah. like that is actually fucked up. So you should go to the school and Same. because now when I think about it, and even from my react, her reaction when I told her if my child told me that that was in my school, hey, oh my, everybody, oh my yeah, god, that
1: would be a fight. What?
0: that was nasty it was nasty, disgusting. nasty nasty oh and then i didn't wear shorts for the rest of the school and i actually still do not wear shorts that frequently something i'm trying to get back into yeah um yeah but
1: bro that was a lot i do remember that because it was, just, was also one of our other good friends Cass. Mm-hmm. was also one of the girls um and they just Oh my god! I just don't even know how to how to start. It's just so many bad things happened that made you feel so self conscious and so like stupid and just not as good as anyone else. Basically, yeah, yeah. That was high school.
0: It really affects, I think, younger people when teachers, people who have put themselves in a position to. Um, nurture someone does not even... It's not even, like, in touch with themselves or is projecting and, like, yeah. it seems like... I don't know, it seems like there isn't as much focus on the emotional welfare mm-hmm. of students and also of teachers. Because some mm-hmm. teachers, I was like, you literally resent us. <laughs>
1: they resent <laughs> us so you, much.
0: you clearly... I mean, I'm I'm sure you have your reasons or whatever happened, however you experienced childhood, but you're really doing a lot to some 14 to 18 year olds. You know,
1: and I wasn't even 18 until I left the school. I was 17. Why are you being so mean to someone who was 13 to 17? Because when I see kids who are 13, 17, they genuinely look, they are young. And I'm 22, but they still seem younger to me. Like, they still seem worthy of protection and care. So, I don't know why they were treating us like we were, like, 30 years old. I don't understand why. And talking to us about our bodies, especially, like, that doesn't make any sense.
0: Hmm. So, um, post-high school, you've continued to grow, and that is when you really made your various businesses your, your various accounts which by the way um is excellent at social media thank you. definitely should be hired <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know anybody else who has managed to get like close to 8,000 followers mm-hmm. on their business account in less than a year so let's I mean, just thank like, you yeah so how did you first start like what was your first project and what pushed you through that? Because that's a really daunting thing. The first start.
1: project... Oh, we did it. Clapback was the first oh, project, yeah, remember? yeah, yeah, Me yeah. Me and Yao worked on a zine with two other girls, near, Hannah and Tiffany. Mm-hmm. And it was just a collection of, like... It was a zine for African women. For African women. That was cute. That was really cute. So that was the first project, but then I kind of... I didn't We grew apart. Yeah, so. life. <laughs> life. Yeah, and then I had always wanted... I got really into crystals and like oils and stuff. So I thought I wanted and I also wanted extra money because I didn't really want to work Mm. like the hours. I mean, I wanted to work, but the hours were just, I taught, I was teaching debating classes to um, young people. And I did that in Brixton, but then that was just short term. So I thought maybe if I had my own business, that would be so cute and fun to run. So I worked over summer with young people again, teaching and then I started, like, to buy things, like, do make social justice t-shirts with different slogans on them and buy crystals and oils. And that was just, like, was that maybe last October? That I actually um, started, like, the website started running. And then I started selling at markets as well physically because I found that better online. Then I randomly contacted this um, event space because I was like, I can do my own market. And they were, they they got back to me in like less than a month. Like, yeah, but you have to do it on this day specifically. So that was just kind of the beginning of it. So this February is when I started doing my own markets for black businesses because I had been selling at other people's markets mm. for the last couple of months. So that was my first one in February. And then I just kept get like, DM people for spaces. And from February, it just kind of grew. There were loads of downs Downsides, but Mm. it was just fun to do it while I was at university
0: the markets that you had been selling at before were they um, also specific to black businesses or the general okay no
1: black business markets I've just been selling at black business markets Mm. Mm -hmm.
0: and when you have those moments of "Mm, why am I doing this I don't know if I can do this how do you usually move past that? Because I feel like that's the, like, first roadblock is yeah. self-doubt.
1: I just kind of... Oh, oh, water just poured. Sorry. Um, how do I move past that roadblock? I just remember why I'm doing it. You know, I believe that the best part of any goal is the vision that you have for it, that initial dream that you had for it. And so I just tried to go back to that dream, and that was just to honor the sacrifices that women in my past, like in my family, my ancestry had made. Mm. So I just remind myself that I am not here to tell anyone to live a better life. I don't owe anybody anything. I don't, honestly, I'm committed to it, but it's not compulsory for me to live my life that way. This is just me honoring what I feel like is just an ancestral duty, basically, which Mm. is just to like engage with other black women and find solidarity with other black women but i don't really have to i'm not forced to do anything so when i remember that i'm not forced to be in a certain place then i just kind of get like i let myself enjoy it again Ooh,
0: ancestral mm-hmm. duty yeah i love that yeah. thank you so much for talking to me today you're I'm welcome. really glad that I got to have you on an episode. I feel like you're someone that everybody should know about and look up to because I learned so much from you.
1: Thank you. And
0: so thank you for lending your voice and your wisdom to my platform.
1: You are very welcome and thank you for inviting me.
0: Of course.
1: Yeah. Speech is straddled
0: deep, gladly swim the current of your vibration. Be separate in one. The same meditation, the same meditation. Uh, You know what? I absolutely love Kinschelli, and we're going to read this poem that reminds me of her. It's called "Phenomenal Woman" by Maya Angelou, published in 1978. Pretty woman, wonder where my secret lies. I'm not cute or built to suit a fashion model size. But when I start to tell them they think I'm telling lies, I say, It's in the reach of my arms, the span of my hips, the stride of my step, the curl of my lips. I'm a woman, phenomenally. Phenomenal woman, that's me. I walk into a room just as cool as you please, and to a man the fellows stand or fall down on their knees. Then they swarm around me, a hive of honeybees. I say, It's the fire in my eyes, and the flash of my teeth, the swing in my waist, and the joy in my feet. I'm a woman, phenomenally. Phenomenal woman, that's me. Men themselves have wondered what they see in me. They try so much, but they can't touch my inner mystery. When I try to show them, they say they still can't see. I say, it's in the arch of my back, the sun of my smile the ride of my breasts, the grace of my style. I'm a woman, phenomenally. Phenomenal woman, that's me. Now you understand just why my head's not bowed. I don't shout or jump about, or have to talk real loud. When you see me passing, it ought to make you proud, I say. It's in the click of my heels, the bend of my hair, the palm of my hand, the need for my care. Cause I'm a woman, phenomenally. Phenomenal woman, that's me. Until next time, take care of yourself.